0: Sisters and brothers, I want you to imagine being on the hillside that day. It's you and a few thousand of your closest friends. And you're all there to see and to hear from Jesus. what's so strange about this day is that you're all there sitting and scattered all over. And he is one man and an entire multitude of people. But when he speaks, it feels like he's speaking to each one of us one to one. And we hang on every word that comes out of his mouth. We can tell that this is somebody who is anointed by God. And as we listen to him throughout the day, more and more, as the day winds down, something begins to happen to us. We get a little hungry. You ever felt like that in church? You know, oh, praise the Lord. You think I don't know what that clock's for right there? If I could, I'd go back in time and I'd find the first preacher who said, hey, guys, why don't we have church at 11 o'clock? And I would tell him, don't do it, because then they're going to put clocks in the sanctuary when they all start watches. It's going to be bad for you, brother. But as we were there on the hillside that day, we started to get a little hungry. And as we begin to pay attention to Jesus, we notice that he and his disciples started doing something. They began to hand out food, fish and bread. And we're thinking, "Okay." And the disciples come around and they've got the baskets there and you're like, well, I don't got to pay for this, right? "Okay, I got give me more. And before you know it, we've had our fill. Jesus and his disciples have given us our fill for the day. And we go home, we walk home, man, that was some good fish, some good bread. We lay down and we begin to go to sleep. We say, man, that was some powerful teaching. That fish was good too. Mm." And then we wake up. Get up and remember, man, yesterday, that was a good day. Got to hear Jesus and got to see him and, man, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten since dinner. And then you don't have to be an expert in psychology to understand this. When something works one time, it's automatic that we assume that it'll work the next time. The last time I was hungry... Jesus gave me something to eat. So how about this? I woke up. I'm hungry today. Let's go find Jesus. And here's the thing. It wasn't just me. It was all of us. As a multitude, we went to where we thought Jesus was. He wasn't there. His disciples wasn't there. Weren't there? Jesus told us. And we didn't just leave well enough alone. Oh well. I guess we'll have to eat cereal again. No. You know what? Let's go find them. And I, I need you to appreciate this. They didn't just say, oh, well, he's not here. I wonder if he's over here. No, they got into boats and started around the lake looking for him. And I imagine they're yelling for Jesus. Where are you at? All of them, they've, they've gotten up. They've taken a big part of their day so far to go find Jesus. Why? Because they're hungry. They finally find them, And you can imagine these guys, they've been people, they've been rowing, they've been yelling. It's getting hot outside, probably all sweaty, all stanky, probably didn't even brush your teeth, they're so hungry. Just got up and went. And they finally stumble across Jesus like, hey, Jesus, when did you get here? And we're told at least one time when Jesus fed them all, he had compassion for them. And and I'm wondering exactly what he's feeling now when he sees them all. (laughs) You guys aren't looking for me because you're not here because um, you saw and heard what I was trying to teach you. You're just here because you're hungry. Man, if you could just put that much time and effort into the eternal food that comes from God. I mean, think about it. That's a lot of work for some breakfast. Don't you think? I mean, I've gotten up and, and sometimes before they'll make me a bowl of cereal, and I see that the bowl—I don't know—it's—I uh, don't remember—the bowl's too high, or it's dirty. that was the one I was going to use, but it's dirty. And I think, ah, never mind, I'll eat later. But these guys decided to go on a journey looking for Jesus just for breakfast, and he says, "You don't get it. If you could put all of that energy and work." And to finding the food that never perishes, you'd understand what I'm about. And you know how we are. Okay, I get it, Jesus. All right. Um, You want me to work for it? Okay, you'll give. I got to work. I mean, it wasn't enough that I got in this boat and started looking. You want me to do something else? All right. Just tell me, what do I have to do to get this food you're talking about? Okay, you want to know what you have to do? You want to know the work of God that you have to do? To receive this everlasting food, here it is. Now, mind you, before I tell you, understand this. This job, this work may change your life. This job may change the way you see yourself. It may change the way you look at other people. It may change everything about you. Are, are you ready for this? Do you want to know what that work is? Believe In him whom God has sent. That's it. Believe. Okay. Okay, Jesus, they say. How do we know? know, I'm assuming you're the one that he sent. Okay, so uh, what kind of sign are you going to show us that you're so big and bad? I mean, you remember our story. We've been in the desert and God sent us manna to eat. What are you going to do to show us? Now, if you're reading the book of John, this is where you're supposed to go. These people, they just had their fill from a handful of fish and some bread. And now they're wondering what sign is Jesus going to do? I'm glad we're not like that anymore. <laughs> Jesus doesn't answer their question directly, just like he did at first. And he goes on to remind them you know, you remember that story about eating manna in the desert? You thought it was Moses that gave it to you, but what you didn't realize is that it was God. God provided for you. God gave to you. And what you don't realize right now is that God still wants to do the same today. Now, time out. I'm not just talking about another buffet. I'm not just talking about another fill of bread and fish. I'm talking about a fill that fills every part of your life. I'm talking about something that only God can give that will cover every, every part of your person and your livelihood. Everything about you as a human being can be filled with the gift that comes from heaven. The bread that God gives. Ooh, that sounds like a good deal. And all I have to do is believe. Will give that to me. I'll take that, Jesus. And you know the words. Jesus says, hey, guess what? I'm the bread. Now, next week we'll hear a little more about What Jesus had to say, and we'll see maybe what the response is for some of those people. But today we have to take it from here and ask ourselves, what is it that Jesus knows about us that maybe we don't know about ourselves? And I think part of it is that while we like God, talk. Maybe it's harder for us to get in tune with more of just God. That maybe we like the things that God gives sometimes more than just who God is. When you're talking about church and ministry. Uh, today there's a question that pops up all the time. When you're talking about leadership and and how to approach uh, people where they are today, there's a question that you always have to be willing to answer for the person whom you're trying to reach. And and that question is, what's in it for me? Now, maybe you as good Christians don't ask yourselves this. But underlining so much of who we are and what we do is the question, what is in it for me? We do that with our movies. Well, I want to watch that movie because maybe it'll be fun to watch. Maybe it'll make her happy. Maybe it'll be a good movie. Even with our food. I don't want to go there. Last time I went there, whoo! Lord have mercy. No, 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 no. That's not good for me. And even in our relationships, we make decisions based on this idea of what is in it for me. And what I don't think that we realize is we ask the same kind of questions with regards to our relationship with God. What's in this God stuff for me? And I want to suggest to you that really what is in it is just the bread of life. Just the bread of life. Now, granted, this bread fills and sustains and gives life, but it's just the bread. I'm not a culinary expert, although I do know how to eat. What I do know is that bread doesn't do anything on it. It's, just, it, it, it's bread. When you eat the bread, it doesn't do anything other than be bread. And we're okay with that. In fact, we say, "Well, give me more of that bread." Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And for so long, we've had this idea, well, God, we'd like for you to do us a few more tricks. We call them prayers. Hello. Y'all with me? We want you, God, to do something for us, and then we'll believe you more. We'll go to church more. We'll do more for you. But we've got to realize that the bread of life It's just going to be the bread of life. It's just going to do what it does. And that's fill us. It doesn't need to do anything more. It's done everything it came to do. All that's left is for you and I to say, I believe. And we can begin to let the bread do What it does. Are y'all with me? See, we like to get full on what God gives instead of getting full on who God is. And if we could learn to reverse that a little more, I guarantee you our lives would be different. I guarantee you we could see who we are in a different light. I guarantee you we could understand God. More clearly, but as long as the question is always what's in it for me, we miss what God truly wants to do. So it's, it's my hope that as you're sitting there listening to me tell you that maybe we need to stop asking ourselves so much what's in it for me that maybe you're asking, OK, John, how do I get beyond that question I'm glad you asked. Remember how Jesus said, you got to work for this bread. And if you heard the work that Jesus said, it was really easy work. He just said, believe. Well, if we're going to reverse that question for ourselves, I'm going to make this really easy for you. Pray. Pray. See, that's what prayer is for. Prayer is not about getting God to line up with what we want to do about telling God what he needs to do in our life. Because maybe he didn't know everything that's going on. It's about saying, God, here I am. You do what you need to do. Y'all with me now? <laughs> here it is as well. What else can you do? Well, you can pray. You can also when it comes to this bread of life stuff, you can Fast. As you can tell, I fast frequently. That was not a joke. Why are y'all laughing? You guys are supposed to be nice Christians. Fasting as a way of saying, God, I need to get myself out of the way so I can be filled more with you. You want to stop asking yourself what's in it for me, what's in it for me? Allow God to be the bread of life, to fill you, because that's all God wants to do. Let the bread of life be the bread of life. Amen. Yeah, Amen.